You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessing. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Together, today I receive all of God's love for me. Today, I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today, I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today, I open myself to God's word so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today, I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I and blessing the world in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we pray, we come before you today and trust that you will meet us where we are, that you will just come with your grace, that you will just invade our own private lives, that you will invade and, and enter into our lives, our hearts, We pray, O God, that you have your way in us today, and not just today, but the coming days, the coming weeks. We just want to say, Lord God, that we give you permission to do with us as you please. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hallelujah. Today, we're going to talk about God's grace, and our one big message is... um, God loves broken people. God loves broken people like you and like me. God loves people who are broken, who cannot help themselves, who cannot, um, who admit that they need God, that they need a savior. God loves those who are um, uh, brokenhearted. In fact, scripture says that God is close to the brokenhearted. He's close to the brokenhearted. You know, when you're close with someone, you do things together. When you're close with someone, you know everything about each other. And God is saying that. And he further promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. I have a friend. I know someone. I have a friend who was about to commit suicide already because of the things that are happening in his life. And um, he, he just decided that he will take his life. I cannot blame him. And um, he was telling us the story that he was just about to take his life. He, he fixed everything. He put a, a, a rope, tied it to, the, to, 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 to so the ceiling or something high. And then... He already was about. He, he he already put the rope around his neck, and 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 he was, when he was just about to jump. Okay, um, the phone rang, his cell phone rang, and he said, um, "Why not answer that before I, I I jump and and kill myself?" And he did. It was someone inviting him to go to the feast. <laughs> it was someone inviting him to go to the feast. My goodness. And uh, he decided to change his plans. And today he's a servant of the Lord. He's serving God. Um, um, I share you that story because I want to share with you some lessons that I learned from that story. And it's important for us to know the lessons of 
other people's lives to know the lessons of the past so that we can know and we will be able to calculate and and and, and fix our steps moving forward so I'm, 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 I, I learned three lessons from this story. And the first lesson that I learned is that, number one, hmm, people are hurting. There are people hurting all over you, all around you. They're all over the place. And you do not know what's, going, what's happening inside a person's life. So let us not judge people. Just because a person is smiling, there must be, there might be something that's hidden behind the smile. And people are hurting, and that is a fact. Uh, in, in, in Scripture, it says that when you go through trial, when you go through struggle, know that the brethren is going through the same. It happens. It is happening. And it's a fact. People are hurting. That is why we need to be gentle with people. We need to try to understand. I say seek to understand because people are hurting. And, and, and just because they're, they're, they're jumping doesn't mean they're not going through something. And until we realize that people are hurting, then we will not be compassionate about people. I'll tell you something about compassion later. But that's the first lesson that I learned. People are hurting. The second lesson is we have to make their suffering our own. We have to make their suffering our own. We cannot just turn a blind eye. We cannot just say, oh, it's so sad. But we need to make their suffering our own. Um, when, when you're in front of a buffet and, 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 and abundance of food, uh, when you're be, be, um, um, in front of a feast, I want you to know that while you're having fun, while you're getting yourselves filled, okay, there is someone who is hungry. There is someone who is suffering. There is someone who cannot eat. There is someone who cannot eat, who does not have the capacity to eat. There is someone who cannot eat because there's nothing to eat. Let's make our suffering our own. Yes, enjoy the feast before you. But after that, what do you do? Let's carry, help carry one another's burden. The burden of looking food. Maybe, maybe you, can, you can set aside some and give it to someone else. Give it to someone who needs food. I'm not saying that we will spoil them, but at least we will share in their suffering. Make their suffering your own. Whatever it is, whatever it is, let's help carry one another's burdens. Let's not live life, um, uh, let's not live life um, apathetic, you know? And this, I don't care what's happening around me attitude no no we must make their suffering our own and the third lesson that i learned is that we don't have to do big things but small gestures can heal what about that phone call maybe maybe that phone you know that phone call that saved my friend's life small gestures small gestures but they're they're very important and they heal so why wait for the for making the next call then go ahead call your friend if you're moved to call someone, to say an encouraging word to someone, go ahead. Do small things because small gestures can heal. We cannot, we cannot do big things all the time. But, but there's something we can do. But there's something we can do. Um, uh, 
um, Mother Teresa said something really wonderful that that we we may not be able to do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Small things with great love. That is very, very important. Um, small gestures can heal. Those small things can contribute. Never underestimate the power of small. Huh? Never underestimate the power of small. All right? So these are the three things I learned from, from, from that situation from my friend's life. And I want to share that with you because today we're going to talk about God being close to the brokenhearted. And because God is close to the brokenhearted, don't you think that we need to have a space in our heart for the people who are hurting, for the people around us? Don't you think that because we should make it our mission to make this world a better place to live in? In our own little way. And, and if God who sees you responsible in the small things, he will make you responsible in the bigger things. Eventually, eventually. Why do you make business? Why do you do business? Is it for your own gain? Yes, it, it, it's valid. You need to make money so that you can have something to feed your family. But if it's just for you, then you're missing the point. Because the, the business, the, the, the gift of work that God gives us, it's not just for us. It's for other people as well. It's for the person. Imagine this. During the first, uh, the first church, the early church, in Acts, they were saying that they shared everything. They shared the burden of one another. They multiplied their victories and they divided their burdens. And what happened? Um, they, they got to a point where, where no one was in need. They made sure that no one was in need. Imagine a society that is like that. I'm not, I'm not saying or, or I'm, re, I'm realistically saying, I'm speaking, I'm not... I'm not expecting that to happen, but at least if every one of us will have that mindset, will have that kind of heart, this world will be a better place to live in. Believe me, all right? Now, let's go to the talk now. Matthew, in chapter 11, was trying to portray, uh, was trying to do a painting, a side-by-side -side painting of two personalities and he wanted to juxtapose one against each other because he wanted to show us the difference and he wanted to show us the stark difference between Jesus and the Pharisees, okay? Our jumping point will be a time when the Pharisees were, um, were planning to kill Jesus. And then we will read now Matthew chapter 12. Um, verse 15 to 16. But Jesus knew that they were planning what they were planning. They were planning to kill him. So he left that area and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. So Jesus knew what, what they were planning. Okay, so here Matthew was trying to paint uh, uh, the personality of Jesus to, to paint how the the the, uh, the the character of Jesus versus the Pharisees. Look, um, Jesus when threatened, what did he do? <laughs> he he retreated. He left the place. Um, and 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 I believe that this is for strategy. He did not want to hasten his crucifixion. He knew that it was forthcoming, but 
But Jesus left the place. He was in, in when given a chance, he was non-confrontational. But if it were important, then he, he would confront. Okay. So that's Jesus. Okay. And, and uh, the, the next verse tells us now, he tells us who Jesus really is. Okay. Uh, it reads, um, this fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Okay. Matthew quotes Isaiah. And it reads, look at my servant whom I have chosen. Look at my servant, huh? my servant whom I have chosen. So Jesus, servant, Pharisees lording it over. I believe that not all Pharisees were bad or maybe they were not all bad but but look this is what matthew from what he learned from following jesus this was what matthew was trying to tell us servant and lording it over humility and pride okay um yeah so so servant and uh servanthood, humility, and um, pride lording it over to other, uh, over other people. Okay? So, so there you go. That's the first part. That's the first part. Okay? Now, this tells us that... Um, this statement that I'm going to show you, we are temporary leaders and permanent slaves of Jesus, was what Jesus was trying to tell us. Okay, I, I told you, I will, tell, I will explain to you. You know, Jesus went away. Jesus left the place. He did not confront because it was not time. Okay, and, and throughout the life of Jesus, okay, he was... He was relinquishing his right, okay, in a time when he could have um, taken uh, authority over what's happening because he's the son of God after all. But Jesus is showing us a different way of life where um, he, he, he led without uh, the title, he was leading people above him, below him, to the left and to the right and around him. And he, he led with humility, okay, versus someone, some people who were using their authority and everything that they've got to, to, to uh, actually uh, take advantage of people and uh, to judge people, to condemn them. But what Jesus is saying that we are temporary leaders, but we are forever slaves of Jesus. I love what our brother Bo, dear brother Bo Sanchez, our dear founder, is espousing. You know, last year he stepped down and he started to lead without the title. He no longer has any leadership role, okay, in terms of admin in the feasts. Today, it's now Brother Arun Gogna, who's the regional builder for Mega Manila. 
took over Bo, Brother Bo Sanchez. Brother Bo is now leading without a title. He, he, he's showing us, us builders, that our leadership is temporary, but we're forever slaves of Jesus, that we're forever servants of Jesus. Okay, now Matthew proceeds to talk about Jesus. And, you know, Jesus, humility, Jesus, um, servanthood. And uh, he continues to talk about um, uh, Jesus in the next verse. He will not, he, this is what he says about Jesus. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. <laughs> can, can, can you do that? <laughs> can you do that? He did that because that's his character. He did that. And uh, it's about gentle. Said, Come to me, all you are heavily burdened, for I am meek and gentle of heart, Jesus says. And then the, the next verse um, tells us more. Uh, he will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Friends, a reed is something that they use to make um, uh, walking sticks. And if a reed is broken or weak, one part, you don't use it because you need to have a strong walking stick. And during that time, when they use a walking stick, they need to have strong reeds that now, if it is a weak reed, it, 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 they don't use it and then they burn it, okay? Um, Jesus, Jesus is like that, no matter how bruised you are. In another translation of the Bible, uh, in another translation of the same verse, it says, a bruised reed he will not throw away. A bruised reed he will not throw away and a smoldering wick he will not throw snuff out a ca a ca the, the wick of a candle um, during their time they used cloth as a, as a um, as a wick and and then that's what Jesus is that's his character he will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle friends the flickering candle and the smoldering wick read the smoldering reed is a representation of people who are going through struggles, people who are broken. They're, they're representatives of broken humanity. And that's what Jesus is telling you right now. That I know you're weak, son, daughter. I know you're almost snuffed out. But I want you to know that all you need to do is to come to me. For I'm meek and humble. I'm meek and gentle of heart. I will not do that because I am close to the brokenhearted. The Messiah is close to the brokenhearted. Just let that sink in. Just let that sink in, brothers and sisters. No matter how, no matter how close you are to extinguishing your own fire, no matter how close you are or how weak you are or, or how useless you are, in God's eyes, you are something. And he promised us that. 
And he said that, that we are the apple of his eyes. And when God sees you, when God looks at you, he doesn't look at a weak person. He doesn't look at someone who's a sinner. He doesn't look at someone who, who, who can't um, pick himself up and continue to live. And he, he does not see you as someone who's a failure, but he sees you as the finished product, as a son of God, as a success, as an obedient son or daughter, as as a, a, a man or a woman with great character, God sees you that way. And because of the just juxtaposition of, between the, the Jesus and the Pharisees, we now can conclude and we can now identify the stark difference. Friends, Jesus had a ministry of compassion. The, the Pharisees had a ministry of condemnation. Again, Jesus had a ministry of compassion, while the Pharisees had a ministry of condemnation. They, they condemn people who do not do what they're doing. And many times we're like that. Just because we come to the feast, we look down at people who don't. Just because we're obedient, just because we read the Bible every day, just because we read the Didache every day, just because we're, we're, we're better people, and that's what we all think, that we're better than the rest. But my question to you is, what kind of ministry do you have? Do you have a ministry of condemnation or a ministry of compassion? Are we like Jesus or are we going to be like the Pharisees? What? What? And let me just remind you, God loves broken people. Let me just drink for a while. Jesus continues to show us his compassion um, in the next verse, and we will read that. Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. Look, can I just say that, you know, this man is not having it. I mean, this man is having the worst time of his life. What, what, what else could happen? You know, he's blind. He couldn't speak. And to top it all, he was demon-possessed. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can imagine people... People who around him during that time, they, they see him as useless. My goodness, he's blind. He cannot do anything. And then he cannot talk. How can we talk to him? How can we do sign language? He can't even talk because he can't see it. He see us. Um, but but, but how, how do we do that? Um, yeah, because his ears, palau, you can talk no much. But, <laughs> excuse me. But my point is, so, so someone who seems like, you know, who seems like is worthless. Jesus, Jesus did this. Look, Jesus did this. He healed the man so that he could both speak and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, could it be that Jesus is the son of David, the Messiah? The blind man responded in a good way. He received Jesus. He received Jesus. He welcomed Jesus. And again, Matthew juxtaposing this to another reaction to Jesus. Okay? 
But ah, but when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, no wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the prince of demons. Look, look, um, I'm just trying to show you that there's only one Jesus and there's only one thing that he did, but there are two reactions to it. One accepted it and the other one uh, did not. So there was one Jesus, but different response. It's the same Jesus, but there's a different response. Okay? Now, what about you? I want you to just remember that there's always two responses, two ways to, uh, to respond to the things that are happening around us. Um, Jesus, who was criticized a lot, who was judged a lot, did it, but did it through the way of love. But what about us? What about us? Have you ever been, have you ever been maligned? Have you ever been talked about? Have you ever been judged? Have you? I have. I cannot say that I reacted the same way. <laughs> I cannot say that I responded the same way Jesus did. But I'm trying. I'm trying. Now, re remember, when someone criticizes you, the first thing you need to do, and this is my sharing, this is my, my, my tip, all right? If, 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 this is my two cents worth. Okay. If someone criticizes you, the first thing you need to do is to pause and then think about the criticism. Is there any grain of truth in that? If, because if there is, if there's truth, some truth to that, then we can change. And let's thank God that this was brought to our attention. Okay, number one, it's good also for our humility. To, for, for, that's why I have in the feast, I have BFFs who tell me what I need to hear and not what I want to hear because it goods, it's good for my humility. Sometimes they call my attention, they call me out and it's good because uh, I can recalibrate, I can change. Now, that's good for our humility when someone judges you or someone criticizes you. So first, think about some whatever the, the, the judgment is. Um, think if there is, uh, try to find out if there's some truth to it. And the, if there is, then you can always change. Number two, um, uh, it reminds us that, that, that people, different people are coming from different places. I mean, we cannot judge other people with our own maps because everyone has a map. I cannot judge someone. I cannot judge Pedro according to my map because that's going to be unfair. And listen to this. Many times we judge ourselves according to our intention. You, 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 you say that. Yun lang naman gusto ko. Gusto ko lang naman mapabuti ka. Okay? If something turns sour and then you say, gusto ko lang naman mapabuti ka. Yun lang naman ang gusto ko. Wala naman ako intention. So we judge ourselves according to our intention. But the, but the bad thing is, the sad thing is, we judge other people according to their actions. Okay? Behind every, behind every wrongdoing is, is, is an initial good intention. Remember that. Remember that. So it's good for us to, 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 to be reminded of that. And then number three, let's remember, bro brothers, sisters, that life is short. Life is too short. To, life is too short to, to be bothered by all these, okay? Because, you know, people, people will see what, 
what they want to see. And this is the same, this is true for us as well. People see what they want to see. <laughs> to, uh, to someone who, who's not, to someone who doesn't believe you, to someone who's not on your side, no explanation will be enough. Because if you explain and explain and explain, you know, get what I'm saying? But to someone who's on your side, no explanation is necessary. Make sense? Huh? Are you still with me? Can you, can you just get up now and then just wiggle, wiggle? Just do a wiggle, wiggle before I land this particular talk, okay? Come on, come on. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing. When uh, we get cursed, some people will not like us. But when we get cursed, how do we react? And here's, here's my suggestion to you. that When you get cursed and you don't deserve it, the curse goes back to them. And my suggestion is that you keep quiet. Don't retaliate. Don't retaliate. Don't believe the curse. Don't believe what they're saying, but just do it with love. Because here's what I believe. I showed that to you already, that if someone curses you and you don't deserve that curse at all, if the curse, you know, no one is supposed to curse. But if that person is judging you, if that person is condemning you, if that person spreading lies about you and you get cursed, if you get cursed and you don't deserve it, you know what? What it says I, I, this, I believe this, that it goes back to that person. It goes back to that person. And just remember that life is really short. To be wasted on people who will never like us. They're not your market. I, I love what Brother Bo, one, one, one conversation that we had, uh, he's saying, Brother Bo, I, you know, Brother Bo um, um, has some bashers and, and I just wanted to know how, how he deals with them. And I said, Brother Bo, um, what do you do when there are bashers? What do you do when people say they don't believe you? When they when they say that you're not, you don't know what you're talking about, and he just says, um, "Well, they're not my market. I believe that there's there are things that God has planned for us. That that God has planned every appointment and every appointment, every meeting, every person that we're supposed to meet, every circumstance that we're going to, to go through. I think God has all that planned out. But of course, he's leaving space for free will. But God has um, laid out everything. And uh, we, we, just, we just need to understand that we will not be able to please everybody. But we need to do the right thing. We need to do the right thing at the right time all the time. There are times when we will make mistakes. It's okay. Let, let's start over. Let's do the right thing at the right time um, all the time. All right. Now, um, now, what Jesus was showing is a, is a, is a spirit of humility. Um, but other people, the Pharisees, they're, they're about pride. They're about what about me? What about what I feel? What about oh, my image and everything like that? I, I want you to know that these people who were proud, okay, religious, but proud, they ended up killing God. 
they end up killing Jesus. Okay, so pride and insecurity they come hand in hand. They're all they're they're, they're uh, two sides of one coin. And when you're proud, that means you're insecure. You care about what other people say. And you have to pop things up because you're very insecure. You don't think that you're enough. Again, maybe there's a map. Your, your map is different. Maybe some people, uh, maybe it's because of the way they were brought up. Maybe because of an experience that they had when they were, when they were children. But but I want you to I want to warn everybody that pride and insecurity they they come hand in hand and the warning is it can destroy you and the people around you. Pride goes before the fall. That's what scripture says. And the pride pride is the is the reservoir of sin. Pride is the reservoir of sin. Scripture tells us that. Now meaning it starts with pride, and then it gives birth to other sins, and it's 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 complicated. So Jesus is showing us the simple path to humility, and the scary path to pride, and scary path to life. Uh, no, no, the, the the simple path to life, and the scary path to death. Remember, remember, that's what Jesus is saying and showing us. Um, God loves broken people, man. God loves broken people. I want to pray for those of you who uh, are broken right now. And I want you to know, and I want you to never forget that God loves you and God is close to you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. I know, I know. Yeah, th th those of you who are watching us today, those of you who are watching us today, I want to address you and I want to speak to you. I want to speak to your life right now. Jesus showed us the way. Jesus continues to show us the way. I want you to know that you are special in God's eyes. And... There is hope. I want to pray for you. Can you just put your hand, right hand over your chest? And I will pray for you. I pray, I will pray for God's visitation to come upon you. I, pray, I will pray for God's intervention in your life. You are going through something for a purpose. And I will pray that you find out what that is. Because only when you find out what the reason for that trial is, then you will begin to break through. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters who are uh, going through a lot today, struggling, struggling to keep alive. Those who are struggling with their finances, those who are struggling with their relationships, those who are struggling with their health. Father, I pray that your right hand of healing will begin to touch them, oh God. And at the same time, oh God, I pray for the assurance. I pray for the gift of faith for everyone. For faith is the confident assurance of the things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Father, so that if our prayers are not answered yet, if, if we haven't seen the answer to our prayers, Father, 
we pray that you give us faith to believe that they're coming. Faith to believe that it has been done. Faith to believe that you are in control. Father, teach us the way of humility so that we may respond to the billions of stimuli around us, that we will respond in humility and that we will be like Jesus, like Jesus Christ, and we will have the mind of Christ. I declare victory for all those who are struggling right now. I declare and claim the reward for the faithful servants, for the far-sighted faithful servants. I claim this, O God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, visit lightfam.com and click on Feast Teachings.